Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Project Tahiti. It's a magical place. I'm one of your hosts, Jess, and I'm joined by your other host, Jared. Hello. Hi. More shield. And this is this is a fun one. We get introduced to someone new to the team that has a very good comic book or, well, a very interesting comic history <laughs> yeah she's a, a great comic character that has like all of them who've been around for a while has gone through a lot of stuff yeah and and just is also one who's just gone through a lot of stuff who's been a lot of things and she's she's cool yeah 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 finally we get to talk about her that's i'm just happy <laughs> that we finally get to say who she is in the non-spoiler section so before we get started, we are a part of the But Why Though podcast community, so be sure to check them out on Twitter at But Why Though PC and their website, butwhythoughpodcast.com. I should be sure to specify, too, that though is not the full though. It's T-H-O. I don't know why I've never specified that before until now. <laughs> <laughs> five episodes into season two, but there you go. Um, we're super proud to be a part of their community. All right. This is season two, episode five, A Hen in the Wolf House. I wonder if this episode is about Simmons. Hmm. <laughs> so this was written by Brent Fletcher, who is a veteran writer, I believe, and directed by Holly Dale, which I think she's directed like one episode before, maybe two. Originally aired October 21st, 2014. The episode begins at this military wedding and there's this really um, terrible best man speech that's being given. It's the you know usual best man speech and it's time to toast. Everyone's drinking champagne and oh no, uh, everyone who drank the champagne dies or most of them do. And they it, it seems like they have the same effects as the obelisk that um, Creel experienced and the woman who touched Creel and the people we saw um, at the Hydra base. Um, and it turns out it's a Hydra experiment. The guys who were servers at the wedding meet up in a van and Bakshi's like, Whitehall's going to be very disappointed at death and destruction. No, but the experiment did not go as they planned. <laughs> so at the playground, uh, the team is being debriefed about the situation. Apparently, uh, this was um, a lot of people that were at this wedding were in the Navy, and this was a, a lot of them were part of an anti-Hydra unit in the Navy. So they took out a lot of people that were after Hydra and um, experimented on them at the same time. And uh, we do find out officially that the deaths had similar effects to the obelisk which we already knew. But as Sky is like talking to Coulson about this, she sees that there's some alien carvings on Coulson's desk. And she starts to challenge him about um, needing more information about the sources, etc. And Coulson pushes back and he's like, we're going to have a conversation that will make you very uncomfortable if you don't stop. And Coulson, I mean, not Coulson, Sky is upset and she flees the room. And May stays behind and she's like, you know, it, keeping her in the dark is a bad idea, which May is always right, right? <laughs> so she knows. And Coulson knows too, but what are, what are they going to do? So we go to the doctor and I don't really know what to call this location. So 
<laughs> the seedy mob doctor's lair. I don't know. <laughs> so he is a mob doctor. He's operating on some guys, some criminals. And Raina shows up and she is scared as fuck. And the doctor is like, um, these guys value their privacy. What are you doing here? And he's clearly very upset that she showed up. And she's like, look, I'm in trouble. I need help. And he's like, well, did you bring me what I needed? Where's my daughter? And she's like, I don't have her yet, but I need your help. And he starts getting angry and choking her. And Raina's like, sir, you're losing control again. Like, how are you going to hold it together when you meet your daughter for the first time and how long? And he is just crazy. Like, he decides he will not help Raina and he will not give her whatever help she needs until she brings Sky. And Raina's kind of like, you know, I really wanted to bring you Sky. I'm sorry it had to be this way. And he says, that's not her name, um, which, hmm. <laughs> interesting scene, which Kyle MacLachlan plays excellently. Sure does. He plays a, a crazy person very well. <laughs> I love him so much. Uh, just him and Raina together in scenes are just great because they're both such good actors. So meanwhile, at Hydra, Simmons is chatting with her lab mate that I thought was her boss, but I guess is not her boss. Um, and Bakshi walks by and he's like, both of you upstairs. And so they go upstairs um, where they're given some file folders and sat down at a conference table and Whitehall walks in to present the results of the botched experiment at the wedding. And so there's another scientist talking about the details and... Whitehall is like, you know, our founder had his tesseract, referring to the Red Skull, and Whitehall's uh, tesseract is this obelisk, I guess. And so he wants to find out its secrets and how to weaponize it. And he calls on Simmons directly in the meeting to see if they missed anything or if she thinks this is possible. And she has this moment when the meeting is called to a close where she's talking to her lab mate like, we're going to kill millions of people. And he's like, yeah, it's great, isn't it? <laughs> it's just like, these people are so crazy. Ugh, poor Simmons. Back at the playground, um, Fitz is in, I think they're in the hangar of the bus or in the garage somewhere. I can't remember now. I didn't write this down. But Sky, wa Sky walks by with the painting. She just steals it. And Fitz is like, oh, what's she doing? And then Mac is working on something. And Head Simmons is admiring Mac which means Fitz is admiring Mac, like physically admiring him, <laughs> saying that he looks really good. And Fitz mentions this, and it's kind of a funny scene. And then he admits that this Simmons that he's talking to isn't real. And she's like, oh, my God, you just admitted that I wasn't real. This is great. And he's like, yeah, but I still miss you, her. And she's like, well, she left and moved on. Maybe it's time you do the same, which makes me sad, but it'll be okay. <laughs> uh, Hunter goes after Sky and he tries to give her some advice on how to deal with Coulson. And their dynamic is hilarious because Hunter thinks he has everything figured out and Sky just calls him on his bullshit and it's great. And he's like, look, this is how I dealt with my ex. And she's like, yeah, thanks for the advice, divorced guy. Um, and he's like, which, you know, fair. And he's like, you should probably go talk to your Hydra boyfriend about this. I bet he knows something about it, which is actually good advice. And so she does go talk to Ward and he 
again, he tries to talk to her about her father and she's just sitting there with her arms crossed and she's like, okay, who's your source? Who told you about this? And he's like, Raina did. And she starts laughing. She's like, oh, Raina did really? Like, do you not know her? She played you because she knew that you had a weakness for me. Of course, she would tell you that she had information that I would want to know so that you could get to me. Haha. And she's like, okay, enough about this. Have you seen these drawings? And so she shows him the drawings that Coulson's been, or yeah, Coulson's been drawing and the things that are on the back of the painting. And he's like, oh yeah, that's the stuff that Garrett was drawing after he was injected with the GH serum. And you know, like he, after that happened, he just went downhill and he was a madman. And I don't think whatever he turned into was meant to survive. And the look on Sky's face makes me think like she's so horrified at this. I feel like I feel like Ward knows Sky is asking because Colson is the one that's drawing these. And so he's saying this just to like make her turn against Colson in some way. You know what I mean? Like I, I did get that vibe as well. Like absolutely. This was a way that he's able to get away with because he keeps saying throughout this season, I will never lie to you again. And I believe him. Like as long as I think he is under his own control, I think I, I, I think it's not a crazy spoiler to say that's something he tries to do. But it's like he's still able to get away with manipulating her. It's a, one of those technical – it's technically not a lie or whatever. But he's still like messing with her right there. I know. And I, I'm like – I know he's doing this to sow dissent between the two of them because he knows that Coulson and Sky are very close. And it's so gross and I hate him so much <laughs> for doing this. Even when he's literally their prisoner and telling her the truth, he's still gross and manipulative and controlling and I hate him. I hate him. We hate hashtag hate Ward. <laughs> yep, hate Ward. So at Hydra, Reyna is skulking around and uh, in the lobby, and she sees Simmons, and then she follows Simmons when she's doing her drop off with her fast food wrapper into the trash. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, Raina is probably going to use this information somehow. So back at the playground, Sky confronts Coulson about the drawing. She's like, you're the one doing this. I know you're the source. You're the one who um, these pictures are coming from. And Coulson's like, oh, you talked to Ward, I see. <laughs> and he admits that he didn't tell her, that May knew also, and that they didn't tell her because they were watching her to see if she started carving shit. And he thinks... Well, and Sky brings up like, well, I was injected with the serum and I'm not carving things. Uh, and Coulson's like, yeah, well, we think that Garrett and I had a negative reaction to the serum and you're having a positive one. And she's like, what does that mean? And he's like, well, we think that the D the alien DNA isn't bothering you because it might have already been there. And she's like, you think I'm an alien? And he's like, yeah, I think you're an alien, basically. <laughs> and she is very distraught about this. She's like, what the fuck? You don't just like say that to someone and like this, that's crazy. And she's very upset. And then May shows up to interrupt and Colson's like, mm, not a good time. We're kind of having a serious discussion. And May's like, no, you're going to want to take this call. And it's Raina that's calling and she uh, wants to make a deal. Back at Hydra, there's an alarm going off and um, Simmons is working. Bakshi walks in with this woman and he demands that everyone move away from their desks um, because they have a mole somewhere. And so this woman who is Adrian Palicki, they start searching the desks for this mole. And she goes, this woman starts talking to Simmons about, oh, you worked for S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, your whole life, pretty much. You barely worked for Hydra. Um, very interesting 
maybe you're a better shield agent than you were a hydra or that you are a hydra agent. All this blah blah blah. All this all this talk about her possibly being a suspect. The the other agents find one of the shield drop off. Um, I don't know what to call it. Screens that Simmons was using in her lab. I do not think it's a real thing. They look like, they look like overheads basically, but they're like slightly <laughs> no. like more like like. I don't know. Yeah. What, like uh, durable or whatever. Like it's like, it's more like a piece of like cardboard or a piece of sheet metal or something or like hard plastic instead of a floppy like overhead project- projection yeah. thing. And I don't know if they're supposed to have some sort of computer screen capability or whatnot, but I believe they refer to them as flex something. Like I, 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 rem- I remember them saying, I remember oh, uh, when yeah. they're like interrogating her asking if she planted the flex thing there momentarily because they keep interrogating everybody. Yeah. 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 Um, well they find these flex, this flex screen in her, um, her lab partner's desk. And so they drag him away. Simmons is like, whew, like dodge that bullet. And then in another scene, Simmons is in the bathroom, like, Oh my God, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And she comes out of the stall and, and the woman is there and corners her in the bathroom and is very intimidating. She's like, oh, I wonder what we would find on your hard drive if we looked at that and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, Simmons just plays it like I'm I'm loyal to Hydra and that's that's it. And she's like, you're pretty nervous. She's like, yeah, because you just scared me when I came out of the bathroom stall. <laughs> <I know. laughs> She did a pretty good job. She's like, you're not a great liar. She's like, I'm terrified. Yeah. <laughs> like she she played it well. Like she used her not being a great liar to her advantage. Yeah. She's been doing. Yeah, it, she did. She's doing better at this undercover stuff. I'm proud of her. Um, because boy, she was not good at this a while ago. <laughs> so we go to this restaurant, and Colson is sitting at a table alone, and Hunter is at a table nearby, and they're waiting for Raina. And Sky and May are in the kitchen uh, on comms, listening in. And Raina comes in and Hunter's like, really, we're waiting for we all of this for this like tiny girl in the flower dress. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> which I sort of call shenanigans on because I feel like in reality they would all be like, hey, like that's uh, I, I don't know. I feel, 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 feel like even if you're not scared of her, you'd still be paying attention to uh, Riff Nega. So. Yeah, exactly. And Hunter, don't or don't be sexist. Like yeah. women, small women are dangerous to you. Come on. Uh, <laughs> so Raina and Coulson are having this exchange, and Coulson, you know, she's trying to use her usual charm on him, and Coulson's not going for it, and she's like, "You've changed." And she pulls out her phone and she has a photo of Simmons at the drop point using the fast food wrapper flex screen thing as evidence that she is the mole with an hydra. And she is leveraging Simmons' life to get Sky. She threatens to send this photo to everyone at Hydra. And there's this exchange back and forth. She's like, look, please, I'm desperate. Like, I need your help. I need the obelisk. I need your help. Whatever. Please have Sky come with me. You would keep she's she's using every angle that she has. Like you would keep like a father away from his daughter. And Sky is listening in mean in the meantime to all of this in the kitchen. And Colson doesn't take the bait. He lets the timer run out on the phone and the photo gets sent to everyone at Hydra. Meanwhile, Sky is being held back by May in the kitchen um, because she's trying to run out there and be like, look, if she wants me, just take me. Like we, this is Simmons' life. Like, and May's like, 
look, Coulson has a plan. Don't worry about it. You can't go out there. Back at Hydra, the photo has been leaked to everyone. Simmons is walking down the um, aisleway in the lab and everyone just like is standing up and staring at her and she sees the photo on someone's desktop and makes a run for it because people are coming after her. And it's really funny because when she runs, like everyone, all the lab techs just like get out of the way. Like no one tries to stop her and like it, it makes me feel like not everyone is loyal to Hydra. They're just kind of you know, it's a job, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I had the exact same thought actually, where I was just like, so many of them are just scared scientists. Yeah. Like the Hydra ethos, like if you tripped her, they'd like bonus, you know? Like, yeah. like they'd be so happy. Heck, if you shot her, they'd, they'd, you'd probably get a promotion. I know, but they just kind of get out of the way and let her run and everything. Yeah, they're all so scared. Oh. Yeah, at me. <laughs> I know. And so she turns the corner and oh, it's the that woman who's been interrogating her and she is there to rescue her and she pulls out these batons and beats the shit out of the guards next to her and she's like so badass. They get up to the roof and they jump off the roof together and land on a cloak on the cloaked Quinjet and Trip is piloting um and he welcomes Simmons back and there is genuine affection when Simmons is like it is really good to be back and it's a really good moment like Simmons has like a cute moment with who we now know is Bobby uh Bobby Morse and yeah it's just a happy moment to have Simmons back and safe and it's like a nice it's a nice sigh of relief (laughs) that everyone is okay back at the restaurant Coulson is playing Raina so hard um he's going to use her to get to Whitehall um they put their own tracker in her and they're like yeah we're not helping you um so go to Whitehall bye and she's like he's gonna carve me up and they're like yeah good luck we'll we'll make sure that we know where you are we'll use you and she walks off pissed um meanwhile they realize that the address that reina gave them for where sky Fa- sky's father is located is not that far away and so they're like maybe we should go check it out um and they realize that sky has already taken off she's already in the house um and she doesn't find anyone but she sees a photo on the ground and it's her dad holding her as a baby and um there's no one else there. Coulson meets up with her and this guy's like, I just wanted a glimpse. And she's clearly very emotional. And Coulson's like, you're having a hell of a day, aren't you? Like, I told you you were an alien and now you might have met your dad. And he gives her this hug. And oh, my God, like Coulson is her actual dad. You know, like that's her dad. Like he's the one there comforting her, like guiding her, like protecting her. And meanwhile, her monster father is watching through uh, a camera and he is not happy. He's like, oh, fuck this guy. It's my daughter. Like, don't touch her. Um, And so they so May shows up and Hunter and they walk. They're going to leave and they find a bunch of bodies, which clearly uh, were, were the two mob guys that he was fixing up in an earlier scene. And Sky sees what kind of man her father is. And he is watching this whole time and he's very upset. Um, she calls him a monster, which rightfully so. And he drives away very upset. <sighs> when And he could he could call it too. Like he says monster at the same time. Like he knew she was going to go. She was going there. Yeah. And he, and he started like saying, no, no, no. Like, like, you could yeah. tell he wanted Raina to facilitate it because, in part, because he's no, he's been. You have to assume on some level he's known where she is for mm-hmm. a while, at the very least. And it seems like more than trying to like just get a chance to meet her, he's trying to get to meet her on his terms, clearly because yeah. he's not the most uh, stable. Stable. Dude, we've <laughs> yeah. just seen him like blood dripped all over him, and like the glimpses we've seen. 
Yeah. And he obviously, I mean, he lose, just loses control when talking to someone that is like supposedly his friend, Raina, which he mentions like how, oh, I, you know, I found you, you know, alone. Your grandmother planted all these, you know, stories in your head. Like, are you that, you know, like he's known her for a long time and he's still treating her like this. And then obviously he like slaughters these dudes. So it's like, ugh, there's a lot there. Back at the playground, um, Simmons is back and Coulson welcomes her back. And it's really cute because she has a really big crush on Bobby. She's like, she's amazing. <laughs> like, thanks to Bobby, I am alive. Um, and I love it so much because I kind of feel like Simmons is all of us in that moment. Like, we're all very impressed and very happy to see Bobby on the show. And then she sees Fitz and Coulson is like, go ahead. And so she goes into the lab and they're like, hey, hey. And it's really quiet and uncomfortable and awkward. And she's like, how have you been? And then we don't get to see the rest of the conversation. <laughs> they cut away from it. <laughs> it's like this this big moment where they finally see each other and we don't even get to watch the whole thing. But what we did see was, I don't know, not good. I don't know what to call that. So Bobby walks into the room where Mac is and they hug. They clearly know each other. They're like, oh, it's good to see you. Hunter walks in and is like, what the fuck? Why are you here? And she's like, oh, you know, I'm going to join the team. Or Coulson says. Wait, no, yeah, Coulson's like, like she's already <laughs> yeah. like, like, she's one of our best agents. Yeah. That's why I've asked her to join the team. Yeah. And he's like, well, why the hell am I here? And Bobby's like, easy, because I vouched for you. And he's like, why the hell would you do that? And Tripp's like, what's going on? And Mac's like, hey, he ever, t or is it Mac or May? I can't remember who says it to him, but he's like, they ever tell you, or he ever tell you uh, uh, stories about his crazy ex-wife? Well, that's her and trips like oh damn <laughs> i think it was i think it was May. i think it was may yeah so we finally find out who hunter's ex-wife is and it's funny because she is so like rational i mean he has this line of like i like you better blonde and she's like uh, have you ever heard of undercover i don't care what you prefer me to look like like it makes him look so irrational and crazy when he's been telling all these stories of how crazy and like nuts she is and it's so amazing because it's just <laughs> it's just such a good moment oh hunter you you poor sad little man Coulson finds Sky in his office and she's looking out the window and he's like why aren't you downstairs like Simmons is back like you should be down there with everybody and she's like look She's clearly shaken from the day's events. And she's like, look, um, I want to stop my father. Um, we can't let him, you know, do what he's doing. Um, I'm here for whatever it takes. Um, but I need full transparency from you. And Coulson agrees. So yay, no more. We've we're past this this point of them being um at, at at odds with each other, which has been hard to watch. And he's like, All right, you want you want in? Let me show you. So he raises up one of the screens and he's like, I carved this yesterday. And she's like, Oh damn. Um, and he's like, I can't really explain it. It just needs to be carved. And I don't know what it is. Like I couldn't like I just it just comes to me and I just carve it. I don't know what it means. And it's really frustrating. And she's like, I know what it means. It's a map. <laughs> Which, oh my God. How do you know that? Because <laughs> you're an alien. No, that's not why she knows that. <laughs> Maybe. 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 Who knows? <laughs> so back at Hydra, Sky's father, the doctor, shows up with a briefcase 
with the obelisk in it, obviously. And oh my God, he is so crazy. Um, he's like, let's not lose our heads. And they try to subdue him, these two dudes, these two Hydra security dudes, and he like kills them like in a blink of an eye. Yeah, they're like in full like military or like riot gear. Like they're like all in like body armor with like like guns and crap. And he's just like he kills them pretty quick. He dispatch he dispatches them very quickly. Yeah, like one hand still on the briefcase the entire time. Like only one hand free. Like just kills both of them, no problem. And then he's like, Oh, sorry. And he like because there's blood on the desk. So he wipes it off with his shirt sleeve. He's like, wouldn't want to lose our heads, wouldn't we? And there, Whitehall's like, okay, what do you want? <laughs> and he's like, here's the obelisk. I hear you've been looking for it. I offer this and my vast knowledge of it in exchange for killing Coulson. Essentially, they have a common enemy. Um, and his line is, I thought we could kill him, you know, along with everyone else. <laughs> like, it's just the way he delivers this is so like understated crazy like oh my god he's so good i love him in this in this part so much <laughs> so we have two crazy killers that have joined forces now fantastic and that's the episode <laughs> a good one it was a good one <clears throat> i mean it was another odd one i think which is something you you brought up yeah outside of our recording so far but you brought up it's not not the most normal one no it's not and a lot of the humor in this episode kind of fell flat for me for some reason i don't know maybe i was in a weird mood when i was watching this i'm trying to think and i can't really think of it being like super funny yeah i feel like there were moments that were meant to be humorous but they did not feel humorous to me i don't know <laughs> maybe i was just in a weird mood when i was watching it <laughs> who knows well before we get into spoilers i know there is a certain someone that we've been waiting to talk about in comics connections that we can finally talk about so take it away all right barbara bobby morris which they reveal in this episode which I thought was kind of cool is bob barbara uh yeah. bobby morris because mac refers to her as barbara mm -hmm. is a character who's been around a long time in the comics she's like a veteran avenger is uh like pretty important um, in the comics, one of her biggest differences is uh, we, I've talked before a, a little bit about it in our uh, comic book connections and spoilery sections that Lance Hunter's role in her relationship is sort of filled by uh, the character of Hawkeye. Yeah. So she's actually not married to Lance at all. Lance is an old dude and not related to uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. exactly the same way. I think he's a British dude who's like a World War II vet <laughs> and a S.H.I.E.L.D. ally and yeah. like bounty hunter. And she is a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and spy and superhero in the Marvel Universe. And uh, she's created by Lynn Wine and Neil Adams in uh, Astonishing Tales number 6 in June 1971. She was unnamed and then appeared uh, shortly afterward in Astonishing Tales number 12 as Dr. Bobby Morse. Doctor. Yeah, uh, in June 1972. Mm -hmm. And then again as the Huntress uh, in January 1976. <laughs> And finally, in her most popular uh, superhero moniker, Mockingbird, in July of, I believe, 1980, in Marvel Team-Up number 95. Wow. Yeah, she's had a couple identities <laughs> there over the years. Uh, and in her first appearances, she appeared alongside someone who I've mentioned before in a, one of our most bizarre comic connections. In an episode with Maria <laughs> Hill, we talked about Man-Thing. 
and all right, Swamp Thing and all these other oh. characters, right? <laughs> yeah, there was the Marvel there was the Marvel character of Man Thing that's similar to the DC character Swamp Thing, who had a weird movie with the actress who plays uh Trish, right? <laughs> Originally, Barbara Morse was a scientist who worked for Shield. Yeah, scientist. And uh, she worked on right. pl- Project Gladiator, which is trying to replicate the super soldier serum, but would end up instead because it is sabotaged by a guy named uh, Paul Allen, who is a Hydra agent. Yeah, thank you, Hydra. And Ellen Brandt, who I think might have been who the woman who plays Trish plays in that Man Thing movie. Oh my God. But who was <laughs> Ted Salas, the man who would become Man Thing, was, her, w- w- was his uh, fiance or girlfriend. But she and the Hydra agent both sabotage the experiment, and it causes it to go wrong. And he, instead of be, instead of creating a new super soldier serum, he becomes uh, the the man thing where anything that knows fear burns, and he protects yeah, yeah. Nexus in Florida. <laughs> and originally, uh, one of the lead oh scientists on this project is is Mockingbird, is uh, is Bobby Morse. And I had no yeah. idea she was so intimately connected with Man Thing. She's a scientist. Wow. And uh, <laughs> and then and but these stories where she first appeared were Man Thing stories that were Man Thing adjacent, sort of. They were actually about Kazar, <laughs> is how I always pronounce it as a kid. I don't know. Maybe it's Kazar. It's K A hyphen Z A R. All right, and uh, I'm going to say Kazar because that's what I always called him as a kid. <laughs> he uh, he's basically Marvel's answer to Tarzan, Lord Kevin Plunder oh instead of Lord uh, Greystoke, uh, which Lord Greystoke is the British name that Tarzan would have had if he weren't raised by gorillas, because <laughs> he was, of course, oh British God. royalty. If you're familiar with the original stuff, uh, and so in the comics, their version of of him is extremely similar. He has a brother who was raised uh, in England who becomes the Plunderer. Their last name is Plunder. He's a bad guy pirate dude. Uh, jealous of oh Kazar <laughs> because he got to rule the Savage Land, which is their giant. Instead instead of you know the jungles of Africa, he lives in the Savage Land, which is an area of Antarctica that was cordoned off by aliens and has little biomes everywhere, like little biospheres where there's uh, dinosaurs. Wow. Right? Yeah. Hey. Wow. Yep, yep. And, and he leads the very small group of like, humans and prehistoric humans and whatnot. He's got a, a, a pet saber-toothed tiger named Zabu. Uh, a, another woman who I believe was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent named Shanna O'Hara, who's called Shanna the She-Devil, ends up hanging out there a bunch. They end up getting married and they have a kid named Matthew, I believe. It's all very weird and comic booky. Uh, I loved them as a kid, but he was like she was sort of a love interest, I think, for Kazar to start, and they were friends. So uh, originally in the Astonishing Tales, uh, Bobby is a friend of of basically Marvel's Tarzan and a Shield agent and <laughs> oh scientist. God. Yeah. Okay. Eventually, she becomes assigned. She becomes a Shield agent assigned uh, as an agent, not as a scientist, to work. Like there's a crumbling South American fake uh, countries. Like democracy is crumbling with it military takeover she's assigned to deal with it but there's stuff she she's gonna have to do it's like outside the law so she temporarily abandons her shield post and puts on the mask as a as the huntress and becomes a masked uh superhero and uh completes this mission and then uh ends up becoming mockingbird is like the superhero name she settles on she uses the same weapons the batons (laughs) or a scream of sticks uh that she uses in this episode in the comics. She was for quite some time married to Hawkeye. They founded uh, the West Coast Avengers and then uh, mm-hmm. the Great Lakes Avengers together. <laughs> that <laughs> one's very silly. Uh, I'll That's talk about so them silly. maybe later on. 
but <laughs> she, yeah, is a really cool character. It's interesting. The part that I don't like, but it leads to something that's just super weird comic booky that is worth mentioning. She died. Uh, she died. Um, before she died, she she was uh, raped by a guy named the Phantom Rider, who was, no. I think, I believe this was while back in time in the old West. This character who's like, yeah, and like, there's multiple versions of the Phantom Rider. I think the, this other guy is like brother or cousin or something. He's reincarnated or possesses their descendants' bodies and is a superhero in the present day. But in the old West days, after he died, his brother or cousin or whatever inherited his white, all white suit that was covered in meteor dust that made it glow in the dark and they look like a ghost. Turns out it also drove you crazy, made you whatever. Of uh, course. Evil. Of yeah. Course so he ended up, uh, <laughs> while they were in a time travel adventure, ended up raping Bobby because comic books, because like many things in our culture, are awful and problematic and hateful and violent, gross. Ugh. And so then she comes back. I think she ends up taking revenge on some on him somehow. I don't remember. More power to her. Uh, it's all very ridiculous. But she died. And here's the crazy thing that is uh, worth mentioning. She's one of several characters who, like, other characters would meet in the afterlife. What? Like, uh, the character Hellcat uh, was resurrected after she had died. This is pa uh, Patsy yeah. uh, or Trish from alias she she died as well in the comics and, and her ex-husband in the comics is literally the son of satan that's his code name <laughs> his name is damon hellstrom he's the son of satan his last name's hellstrom he oh also goes by the code name hellstorm which is just one letter rearranged in his last name it's so convenient uh yeah so yeah, her her she has two ex husbands. One is a guy named Buddy Baxter who became Mad Dog to her Hellcat, who's a bad guy, and the other one is is a superhero, not a, and sometimes supervillain, who's the son of Satan. Wow. So wow. So first she dated an abusive like jock jerk, you know, asshole like college sweetheart, high school sweetheart dude that she'd stuck with and married him. Then she married the literal son of Satan. <laughs> So, so basically, Trish makes better decisions than Alias somehow, right? <laughs> which is kind of amazing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so while in, in a story where like the Avengers are taken to the afterlife, they end up uh, bringing back Hellcat when they thought they were going to bring back uh, Mockingbird and, or and a Thunderbolt story. And Hawkeye's like heartbroken because even though he resurrected his friend, he thought he was going to resurrect his ex-wife and someone he really cared about. And then there was a series called Dead Girl where it's a a mutant who had the power to come back from the dead and she ended up actually dying and she's one last adventure with Doctor Strange and whatnot and her her posse of dead people she hung out with one of wh one of them was Mockingbird one of them was Gwen Stacy because the regular Marvel Gwen Stacy has been dead since she's died you know Spider Gwen is from another universe <laughs> and then Moira McTaggart who is uh, played by Rose by uh, Rose Byrne, I think, in the uh, like Days of Future Past movies and whatnot. I think oh, I don't remember. I think that's it's right. Well, I think that's right. But but she's in those movies. I know. But she's like a but in those she's like a CIA agent. But in the comics, she's a Scottish scientist, <laughs> geneticist, not a CIA agent. Um, but so like these three characters who'd been dead for a while hung out with her, and one of whom was Mockingbird. Then when they bring her back. <laughs> They brought her back with scrolls. This ties into the upcoming, which we're so excited about, uh, you know, Captain Marvel movie. Shape-changing aliens, mostly in the comics, Fantastic Four villains for a really long time, for most of their existence. Uh, but they also have had some pretty major Avengers stories and general Marvel stories, including Secret Invasion, where a ship with a bunch of superheroes crash-landed, 
most of them were scrolls. They're like, oh, we're actually the classic version of y- y- these heroes <laughs> from the 70s or 60s or 40s or whatever. And these ones that are vastly different and gone through all these changes. They're imposters. And almost all of them were f- full of shit and they were actually the, the yeah. scrolls and they got caught right off the bat. One of those people on the ship was Mockingbird. And that was one of the only ones who wasn't full of shit. She was actually really her and like the whole way the, it's so comic booky like the process they use because before scrolls could never replicate superpowers that's why this one super super powered scroll called get this the super scroll oh my god uh was a major <laughs> a major fantastic four villain i think his name is clert <laughs> k-l apostrophe r-t right that's right i know oh. um but he uh he had the powers of the Fantastic Four, and so it was a big deal because you know, they're able to impersonate people perfectly, but they can't take on superpowers. Yeah. It's like one of their limitations. But in this process, they could, like, like the Super Scroll, they could get very specific power sets that they could duplicate, and they would also take on it was like partially a religious process but they would take on the persona of someone so completely they would believe they were them oh my god so it would explain why you know why these dead characters got to hang out with a with what appeared to be the ghost or the soul being tormented in hell or whatever of mockingbird was actually not a mockingbird but an alien who believed they were mockingbird what <laughs> yep, yep. comic books <laughs> comic books for the win I bet you thought you'd heard the weirdest thing I was ever going to say on this show, but that might be it. Like, 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 I bet you'd already thought you'd heard something crazy, but that's like, that might take the cake for me. Wow. Like, Cause it's so nuts. It's, okay. I knew exactly what I was saying. I know exactly what it means, but even while saying, I'm like, this makes no sense because it, it's so silly and weird, but that's like the long, crazy story that gets us to a version of Mockingbird who's now not married to Hawkeye anymore and okay with it. She's a single, swinging, scientist-slash-adventure, awesome character. She's had her own series. She's been a frequent character in a bunch of different uh, Avengers comics lately, as well as uh, she dated Spider-Man for a good year or so, or a mainstay in, in his supporting cast as well during that time. And she's awesome. So earlier today when you were texting me, or maybe that was last night when you were like, oh, I got weird shit to talk about, I did not, I did <laughs> not expect <laughs> the weird this weird <laughs> right no aliens that think they're her who are dead who still think they're her as ghosts is like wow i don't even know like it makes like soap operas sound like they make sense wow like, uh, frankly. all right i feel like your goal is to find something weirder <laughs> oh i am the sad part is i'm sure we'll get to it like brush sooner than later yeah um the only uh yeah the only other thing is just how interesting i think it is that like they took away that relationship between her and hawkeye yeah because like it's over like they could have it could have been a one that they could have used especially the way they were still doing things during the first and second season like they could have done that still yeah but i don't know i wonder why they didn't i think total total control and because they weren't going to get jeremy renner to like be a recurring character i guess yeah like they could like play off it more by having it be an not old him. british man <laughs> <laughs> and make him not make him nick blood and not old yeah i guess so this is completely off topic before we get into some discussion about other characters in this actual episode but i saw yes. alita battle angel yesterday Ooh, and guess, i really want to see it and guess who's in it topping his comic book films to five now i believe who jackie earl haley he's, he's in it yes <laughs> oh yes no he's he is he's the new winner yeah who's it mm-hmm. like oh wow that's amazing yeah uh, i'm glad you did mention that because it brings up uh i think i mentioned it before 
everybody, if you have a VPN and ever download things by unscrupulous means, <laughs> Wonder Woman 2011 pilot, David E. Kelly from uh, from The Practice and Boston Legal and Boston Public and Ally McBeal and whatnot, uh, did a pilot for Wonder Woman starring Adrian uh, Palicki. Oh in an God. awful black wig, jet black wig, no. and, and like what looks like a party plus like costume, like Halloween store costume. Uh, yeah, That's... everybody watch that. I may have that. I may have to share that with you. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, it's worth it for 40 minutes of pretty awful awfulness. Oh, God. Uh, did not get picked up by NBC. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> almost did. Didn't. But she, she almost had another comic book role. I guess she technically does in G.I. Joe. Isn't she in um oh, what's that comic- Keanu Reeves movie? Uh John Wick? She's in the first John Wick movie too. Ooh, I think she is. When she's in Supernatural, she's in a lot of like and she's now she's in the sci-fi like Star Trek-esque thing I mentioned before yeah. when I congratulated her on her engagement uh with her co-star. But like so she's done a lot of like nerdy, like sci-fi and genre stuff, but I don't know that any of them are like technically a comic book adaptation gi joe had a long-running comic book that went alongside the toy line but it was created and it's funny because it was created as a toy line to start then became the cartoon and comic but this is a this is a very significant connection worth mentioning it was a pitch for shield what larry hama was a comic book creator and a a vet as well uh and and like actual soldier uh he uh, a, a u.s army vet and he wrote uh, the G.I. Joe comic books, but he pitched it as uh, to Marvel as a S.H.I.E.L.D. reboot. So like Duke or Hawk or whoever was the first leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. was supposed to be Nick Fury. What? That's so cool. The first, first leader <laughs> of the G.I. Joe. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 like, it's super worth mentioning. I'm gl- really glad that I thought of it just now. I, <laughs> I, I had all these different notes about Adrian Palicki stuff. I didn't even think about her being in the G.I. Joe movies. And I'm like, oh, wait, hold on a second. That's, that's totally significant because G.I. Joe started off as a S.H.I.E.L.D. idea. That's so, so yeah. cool. There you go. G.I. Joe used to, oh, it was almost S.H.I.E.L.D., but it's not. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Also, though, wouldn't, oh, my God. Now I want The Rock to team up with Max so much. Oh, my God. Put the Rock in Marvel movies as a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent now. I don't care which one. Make him up. Make him Agent Rock. <laughs> like, agent just do Rock. It. Oh, my God. Now I'm really wishing, okay, so you know how they get, like, a new director, like, in season, <laughs> what is it, four? Like mm-hmm. when Coulson steps down. And now I'm really wishing that Rock, The Rock, was the new director. That would have been a great role for him to play. Like that character. I forget the name of the character now. Um, he's the white dude. The Patriot. The, uh, yeah. Is, is, is his codename. And he's Jeffrey Mace. Thank when you. We get to him. I'll talk more about him. But remember, uh, in our uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, we had the Winter Soldier special. And I talked a little bit about the different Buckies and whatnot. Yeah. The first repl- back in World War II, right after the not not the awful kind of really bad anti-communist ones from the fifties, but the first replacements for Cap and Bucky when they were when when Cap went uh, frozen and Bucky went kidnapped by the Russians and cryogenically frozen, they were uh, replaced by uh, Jeffrey Mace, called, who had been a World War II era character called the Patriot. They'd been a superhero named oh, Patriot. Crazy. Uh, so that's. A, a Captain America replacement, and even the costume he wears in the show is, is kind of like, like a real uh, one that Steve wore in the comics when he was the director of Shield back when Bucky was 
Captain America in the comics. Nice. I didn't even know he was a comic book character. I see. I love this. This is why we do this. I can't wait to talk about him. Then we'll save that full yeah. that full regale. Well, we'll get right into it. He 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 he's pretty involved, and his Bucky has a cool story too, and he has connections <laughs> to Bucky. all sorts of different characters. <laughs> yeah, they all have their own Buckies. <laughs> Every Captain America has their own Bucky. Come on, it's common sense. That's so ridiculous. Sometimes more than one. Multiple. Uh, oh, uh, and the very last thing about about uh bobby that i want to mention before we move on was just some of her creators uh lynn wine and neil adams uh created some really uh, important characters in comics uh lynn wine created the new all new x-men like the characters mm-hmm. like nightcrawler storm um colossus so some characters everybody loves he also created while well, he worked on uh hulk wolverine pretty huge Ooh, yeah uh he created swamp thing which uh is <laughs> funny because that's the dc character yeah. that is so similar to man thing didn't create man thing <laughs> uh, but wrote characters that were related to, to him wait does, is, there... does, is swamp things power to set people on fire that feel fear too no but they both are made of vegetable matter <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Um, and like Amanda Waller from Suicide Squad, uh, the leader of Suicide Squad, the uh, government agent, all those characters, is in addition to uh, Mockingbird, were in the list of the guy who uh, wrote her, Lynn, Lynn Wine, as well as, oh, Lucius Fox, Morgan oh. Freeman from the Batman movies and whatnot. Nice. So uh, he's had like a quite quite a, a long list of comic book successes and Neil Adams, like less characters were created by him, but like he had a very, very significant, the person who drew her first appearance, uh, he had a very significant run on Batman and did create some pretty important Batman characters like Ra's al Ghul, mm. which is hugely important. Yeah. And uh, the Green Lantern that most people know from the Justice League cartoon, John Stewart, he created that. He had a really lengthy run on a Green, Green Lantern and Green Arrow team up comic that was, uh, more for the writing in it was very innovative, like pushed social issues and kind of like had them like ask in questions like, Hey, why do superheroes who have cosmic powers, like let social injustice happen? Like, yeah. I, I, and like, why are they letting like racist stuff happen? Like, and it was really interesting at the time and no one had ever done anything like it. Uh, and I always like to mention, I, I mentioned right before we started recording, uh, he also is like a guy who believes in the flat earth society. What? And, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's he's made comics about it. He's made a couple Batman comics, like where Batman hangs out with like guys who live in underground uh, societies of like Neolithic, like sort of cavemen, like cousins of humanity. Like, and he believes in he believes that like some people like evolved from lizards and some from uh, primates, and like oh he has like God. all these crazy, crazy conspiracy theory theory stuff. And it's just like, man, to be so famous and so successful for your version of Batman being like the one that all the lunchbox and t-shirts from like the seventies through the nineties, like were based on like, like to have that kind of money that you can believe that kind of stuff and walk through life and nobody tells you you're crazy or, or enough people humor you that you don't think you're crazy. Cause God, yeah. I don't like that word, but if you believe that stuff, you're crazy. Yeah, uh, you just like yeah. are legitimately saying like I don't believe in science. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what that says. Well, like, 
Science is more of an art. You yeah, pick and choose yeah. what you I want. I mean, honestly, like those beliefs probably are really helpful for a comic book writer. Like, I'm sure a lot of creativity can come out of that, especially if you believe that some humans were evolved from different species, like lizards no, and things. It's crazy how much of it lines up with stuff <laughs> in comic comics. Like, yeah. that, that seems like a really great belief system to to call on for creativity in comics. But um, as a you know real life thing not so great <laughs> but that's our only real comic connection although like it did lay us down some uh, weird wormholes i'm so glad it got us to dracula haley uh, like man that guy he's he's He's, he's the comic book uh, master at this point. Yeah, he is. I was, and you know what's funny? So his character is like very CGI'd. And so I didn't know it was him until I saw the credits. And I was like, oh, I got to tell Jared. I can't wait. Oh, yeah, no, I'm excited because <laughs> it's it's that Watchmen, Preacher. Oh, there's more. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we've, I mean, we went over it in a, yeah, a yeah. previous I'll episode for sure. But um, yeah, we got to add, that's number five, I believe, added to the list. So, so I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's good. It, I enjoyed the film. I don't know anything about it. I've never read Alita, so I don't know anything about it. But it was, it was good. It was enjoyable. I'm very, I'm very excited. For it's it, visually but... stunning, like beautiful film. And I accidentally saw it in 3D, which I didn't mean to because I don't like things in 3D. <laughs> but I was like, ah, oh, fuck! I, they handed me the glasses. I was like, did I really do that? I didn't even look at the tickets um, when I bought them, and and. It was fine. It was a good 3D experience. So uh, recommended. <laughs> One of them was Human Target. Check it, check it. <laughs> I, just yeah. remember, I just remembered. Sorry. Human Target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a DC comic and Fox TV show. Before we get too off the rails, um, <laughs> yes. let's, go, let's go back to the episode. All right. Spoiler section time. So I, I, we already mentioned this, but Kyle MacLachlan is just so good as the doctor and Sky's dad. And we've talked about his comic connections before briefly, I believe. I think we did in a previous I episode. I think so. But yeah, he's so good in this role. And yeah, no, we, plays, de- we definitely did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. He plays like the super maniacal, but he also plays like a really vulnerable role well, too. And he's just like so distraught at Sky finding out that he's actually a monster. Like... He's every scene that he's in is just excellent. He steals the show, and I feel blessed that we got him on Shield. <laughs> the other thing is, we're continuing to see this like unraveling of Reyna. She's just like so fucked, like things are not going her way when she's we have not seen that from her ever. Like things always go her way in these last two episodes. Um, she's not getting what she wants, and she's pissed. And it's crazy to see that kind of um, it's really nice to have Ruth Negga because she plays this like desperate vulnerability really well as just as well as she does the like charming manipulative whatever um, that Raina is so super super good so nice to have her the last thing I want to mention is I forgot how early they reveal this theory about what Sky actually is I thought this was something that came up later for some reason um I was really well, surprised because we get to the reveal by the end of this season that, of what she actually is, which you said spoiler section a long time ago. She's an inhuman, <laughs> yeah. which she's doesn't technically have alien DNA, but she has DNA designed, altered by aliens to react this way. Yeah, actually, I don't think I said spoiler section. No, you did. I did. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Well, I think I think. Fair. Well, Maybe if not. I didn't, you can, can throw that, that in there. <laughs> Whoops. But yeah. <laughs> 
that's coming in handy a lot <laughs> that recording um so so yeah um i but i didn't realize that they had this theory so early on like i there's so much stuff that i didn't remember from the season i'm so glad we're doing this show so we can rewatch it <laughs> <laughs> you know but yeah i mean obviously like you said their theory doesn't isn't completely right like she doesn't she's not an alien no, but, but it's based in something that pays off big <laughs> like, yeah. like it makes sense it, the connection's there yeah and i'm just really surprised that they made that connection like as early as they did like colson's so smart <laughs> look at him figuring things out five episodes in <laughs> No, a lot um, of this stuff I didn't think is moving faster than we realized, but then it makes sense. Like we get more of, you know, Bobby this way. Yeah. Than, and and feels like we got a lot of her. So it makes sense that she's in five episodes in. Yeah. Yeah. But it makes sense that they are on this mystery because it does take them a while to figure out each step. Yep. Wow. Okay. I think that's oh, all I ha- Oh, do you have anything uh, else? Oh, just just that I needed to make sure I need to, to figure out what the fifth one, uh, Jackie Haley thing was. It's the tick. <laughs> Right, yeah. But in the process of this, I discovered he was in one episode uh, that I believe was called "The Delinquent" of the '70s Shazam TV show. Oh my god! Uh, you know, with the new movie coming up, everyone should be somewhat familiar with mm-hmm. with Shazam. Uh, he used to be called Captain Marvel, but even by then, they couldn't use the title Captain Marvel. So in the show, the character was named Captain Marvel, but uh, the show had to be called Shazam and whatnot. But because it's the magic word he said anyway, but. Anywho, uh, Jack Carroll Haley, as a kid, was in an episode called The Delinquent of Shazam. So that's uh, six? Six. Wow. Six comic book roles. The winner, undisputed champion, <laughs> Jack Carroll Haley. Great actor and apparently like really ahead of the curve on, on yeah. the, being willing to be in comic book stuff, it would seem. Yeah. Like, when, you, when you look into it. So uh, there we go. Very good. Very weird good. ending. <laughs> a little weird, but I'm here for it. <laughs> this is kind of a weird, weird revealed episode. <laughs> episode full of weird reveals. I didn't say that right. Whatever. Yeah, um, like it kind of just makes me really want, especially if this is the last season of Shield. Like we need Jackie O'Haley to be in an episode. Oh my god. Okay, we need to do. We need to do some sort of campaign. We do. Um, I feel like we need some shirts. Uh, <laughs> 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 we'll make a Rathman watch shirt a jackie earl haley and shield campaign shirt um oh man i like that i also like i don't even know like the the, the logo for rathman watch just being like a hand like like and a wrist with a watch with his face on it, <laughs> it <says laughs> rathman watch. and some confetti in the background to, to go <laughs> oh, with the gift like, yes i like that <laughs> excellent i'm glad you're an artist you can create this yeah, I, will, I will have to work on these <laughs> and i'll figure out something good uh compelling yeah, I mean, I mean, if Jackie O'Haley would just be on Shield, like no one's gonna beat Seven. Like, like let's just I face know. it. Like, like they'd have to like really, like at this point, I feel like you'd have to like risk something because, like, while nobody has any problem with comic books, it would look like a stunt. You'd become somewhat of a punchline. No offense to Tay Diggs, but I've literally heard him mention as a punchline. Like, oh where no, it's like, where it's like people are like, uh, you know. Um, of course, this person's my mom, and so they only have one follower, me, and of course, Tay Diggs. Because <laughs> <laughs> he follows everyone on social media. Oh my God. But I don't know. Oh. Uh, no, I, man, I do love Jackie, Jackie Earl Haley. He, he's, he's amazing. And I can't, I can't imagine like somebody else being like, yeah, I'm going to do more comic book stuff. Although I guess like this is what, uh, yeah, like more and more people are just doing more than one and we don't even notice, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. 
because that's just a lot of a lot of comic book stuff is being adapted to film and TV now. And I mean, we've talked about this before, too, but it's not necessarily just like superhero stuff. Yes. Like there's a few that I mentioned like three times in a row, I think, (laughs) (laughs) or at least two two times in a row. But like one that I will always think of just because it's one that nobody ever knows but Road to Perdition, like when Tom mm-hmm. Hanks does a superhero movie, everyone will think it's his first comic book movie. And it's not. Like yeah. He's already got, he's already done one. And it's just weird to think at all that Paul Newman was in a comic book movie. <laughs> like, that just feels weird. Like, it feels like he, like he died before that started happening. The people were in those, but nope. And like those movies are old. Like, yeah. Like, they like people think of, I, I think, you know, even uh, of the first Batman movie as the 1989 Batman. Or as the first big superhero movie being the the Superman one in the 70s, but neither of those are true. The 1966 Batman TV series that ran, I think, two or three seasons, it had a movie that came out the same year. They did a simultaneous film release. There's a theatrical film, the 1966 Batman. I also, for, I, I super recommend everybody, everybody watch that. That's like one of the most fun things ever. Oh my it's, God. It's so silly. There's a moment where Batman is holding a giant bomb that is like a cartoon like comic book like, like a round bomb yes, with yes. Like, what, what, like, yeah. a, like a beach ball sized like wrought <laughs> iron sphere with a giant wick coming off the end and he's running across like through a pier and he runs into uh, a group of, of uh, nuns a group of school children like a woman pushing a stroller and then like and he keeps like running into all this stuff and eventually like he runs into like the, the, like the same woman with the stroller a second time and, like, it's so funny but the last thing he says before throwing it in the ocean is some days you just can't get rid of a bomb and uh, like the whole opening sequence is him on the, the, the Batcopter with Robin with like the least action packed like trip d- down a, a ladder I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> like, like, like Robin is like keeps like flipping upside down, but it's just taking it's no stuntman. It's, it's Burt <laughs> Ward who, who is a trained ice skater. Not anything else. Like there's nothing else that man is trained to do. So it is awkward and awful, but like they have a bat. Uh, shark repellent spray oh my God. which uh, is on on like a rack on the helicopter with like a list of oceanic <laughs> repellent sprays it's it's the best thing i i uh yeah it's one of the uh, it's not even like a guilty pleasure i i, I take no <laughs> there's no guilt involved i just i love that thing uh, i think everyone should watch it unrestricted joy yeah if you, if you have any any love of campy stuff uh, or the 66 batman series if you've ever seen reruns of it i highly highly recommend tracking down that movie it's hilarious oh my god on that note where can people find you on the internet <laughs> uh if if you got through this hour and you still want to for whatever reason i can be found at i snow nothing like i and snow and nothing with no g at the end i feel like you could start like a weird comic book thread of the week like <laughs> just like, post like weird comic book shit that we talk about on here also but other non-related non-shield related stuff and that could just be your shtick because you know a lot of weird shit about comic books and it's great you can find me on twitter at space jess with four s's in the jess uh, you can find the podcast at project tahiti on twitter you can email us at project tahiti pod at gmail.com 
please do us a favor and leave um, a review and rating on iTunes uh, because we need those now that we're into our second season. So please go do that. We appreciate you guys so much. Uh, Thank you for listening to Project Tahiti. It's a magical place. Catch you later. Bye. Bye.